Hi guys. Welcome to the Couch Potatoes podcast. With Maris Piper. And Russet Burbank. How are you today, Maris? Oh God, don't oh, get me God. started. <laughs> What's happened? Oh, so I was literally on the phone. I feel like, you know, getting through to any company these days is so hard. Um, I was literally on the phone for two hours yesterday. Yeah. Um, because I had a leak. Oh God. Yeah. Where did you have a leak? So at the start, we had um, problems with our bath. Are you being serious? Yeah. So we got that fixed and then it was still leaking. So called them back and then our shower outing. So there's a lot of issues basically, but it's all done now. Do you know what house issues really <laughs> get to you, don't they? Honestly, you could take your whole day. Yeah. Oh man. Is yeah. everything sorted now? Yeah, it's sorted now. Thankfully, alhamdulillah. How about you? Uh, it's been a bit of a tough week for me. Um, I've got a chronic uh, illness and I've just been a bit off this week, but I'm here today, passionate you. as ever. You know, the worst thing about having chronic illness is that one day you feel absolutely okay, maybe, sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then there's times that you can't get out of bed. And the worst thing is, like, for you, I can imagine, like, you have to keep telling people it's the same. You like, normally, it's like, um, you know, if you've got a sore throat, sore throat goes. Yeah. You know, if you've got a chest infection, chest infection. But with you, it's like, no, it's the chronic illness, guys. Yeah. It's my joints again, guys. And I just, it's really sad. Yeah, yeah, so... It's fine. It's part of life, isn't it? I think everyone's got their struggles, but it's just one of the things that I struggle with, unfortunately. Yes, you. Um, but yeah, oh. so uh, we're going to do dilemmas today. Dilemmas. And guys, the dilemmas I found. I found these on Reddit, so no one's really emailed us in because no one knows who we are yet. <laughs> <laughs> so these are dilemmas that I found on Reddit, and I think you found some dilemmas as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and we actually haven't actually read it out to each other. No, no, no we yes. haven't read it out to each other. Because we want to know, like, Natural. One authentic, genuine yeah. reactions. And also, uh, we're focusing mainly on relationships today. Because uh, that's the theme oh, we're going for today. <laughs> or lack of it, more like. Or lack of it. <laughs> well, sometimes you could be in a relationship, but you're in a relationship that, with yourself. That, that's true. That's have, a, yeah. I feel like that's worse, in a way. Yeah. When you're married to someone or in a relationship with someone, and you're the only participant in that relationship. Imagine. Yeah, Im- exactly. Uh, uh, imagine. Yeah, so some of these, some of these are funny. Some of these are um, are just really sad. And honestly, like, let me start with the first one. Are you ready for it? Oh God. Okay, let me get it up. Is it, is it really depressing? Because I've already had a depressing week. Is it? Is it? It's going to be depressing. It's one it? of those where I think it's uh, it's um. Well, let me read it and you'll see. Okay. 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 If it's too depressing, you can say pass. Okay. Okay. Go on. So the title of this is feeling sad and low self esteem. I, 25-year-old female, have been married to him, 30 male, for about a year now. To make a long story short, we had a few problems at the beginning of our marriage because we were both having trouble getting used to this new life, but now all the problems are solved except the main one. I've never had any other relationship or marriage, and he had already had relationships in his past when he was not serious in religion because he had always had a high libido. Then he repented and, alhamdulillah, wanted to get married, Only now that he married me, he has a very low libido, unlike me. Before we got married, he used to compliment me and tell me I was beautiful and to his liking. But now he finds me unattractive, sometimes, or compares me to other women. We even agreed before we got married that I wouldn't stand for him having a second wife and that if that happened, I'd leave our marriage. And even that frustrates him and he thinks it's unfair now, whereas before it was not a problem for him. Seems like he's tired of me physically, even though I haven't changed in one year. I'm the same, literally. One year? Yeah, they've only been married for a year. Wow. I know, it continues. 
every time he finds a woman beautiful, it's always a woman who's the opposite of me physically and even in personality. But I can understand it's not the same thing, but it's so frustrating. When I ask him why he married me in the first place when I'm not his style, he replies that he didn't choose me for my looks. Although although, Mm -hmm. all he did was compliment me on my look before which hurts me even more and I feel betrayed. He tells me he's changed a lot this year and doesn't think I'm as beautiful as I was for him. He, well, he said that? Yeah, yeah. He oh, said wow. that okay. uh, so he's saying he's not as beautiful for him before we got married. I have the impression that he's not the same person I wanted to marry. You think? And because of his past, I even compared myself to his ex oh, and God. think that I'm Don't probably... Don't do that. I know. I'm probably not Don't as beautiful. <laughs> I'm probably not as beautiful and that's why he's not satisfied we've already discussed this a few times and he knows that it's not normal that he shouldn't have this kind of reaction or thoughts but he says that he's greedy (laughs) I don't know what to do because I love him and I don't want to leave the relationship apart from that he's a good husband and we have a good relationship and he's always had a good temper with me and he's very respectful don't know how, but whatever. But at the same time, I can't forget everything he told me. I can't imagine that he wouldn't be satisfied with only me in his life. Now when we go out together or in the street, so it's getting worse, oh, I'm always afraid that he'll find a woman beautiful and that he'll start comparing me to her again and find me ugly in comparison. And sometimes I even feel uncomfortable showing myself to him because it has created a complex in me. And even him is sad in this situation. I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel right. And I can't get over it. I know that this relationship has no long-term future. What should I do? Whoa, she's a bit, I don't know, a bit bipolar. Like, didn't she just say she had a really good relationship? And now she's like, you know what? This type of woman, I'm wiggling my finger right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the type of woman that you give advice to and she goes back and makes up with her husband and then chat shit about you. Yeah. Trust me, because she just, she went from, I we have a really she, good I relationship, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then now it's like, I think that my relationship's going to end or blah, blah, blah. I think she's probably having an internal dilemma. You know, this is why I don't have internal dilemma on social media and on what the internet. Like these people, like you, you know, people just say everything and anything on the internet nowadays. Like we don't need, like you know, like some people that don't, you know, wash their feet yeah. in the shower. Yeah. Why do we need to know why? Why? <laughs> why do we need to know that? Because it provides entertainment no, it's, for people like no, me. No, it's, it's disgusting. Because <laughs> now, like when I go to gym and all that, I know when I'm looking around, I'm like, which one of these, <laughs> you know, don't wash their feet or their legs. It's, I don't need to know. And like, I don't know. Oh, wait, I need a minute. Okay. Like, I just, we need to break it down. Okay. So I think from what I can tell, she's having an internal dilemma with herself. Right. So she married this guy who at the time before she got married to him, he thought he was complimenting her physically, saying she's beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And then once they got married, so they've been married for a year, suddenly he doesn't find her attractive anymore. Mm. Right. And he's basically saying that he married her for her personality rather than for looks. Mm. Right. Sounds like a bit of a narcissistic relation, in my opinion. Anyway, so because of the fact that he's, you know, he he used to go around talking about how he had a really high libido and how he was he has engaged in premarital sex stuff all that. But mm. now that he's married her, suddenly he has no no libido at all. He's got a low libido. He's mm. no longer like you know. So basically, it sounds like he's really not that physically attracted to her. 
Okay. Did he mention to her at the start that he wasn't attracted to her? No. At, at the, the start, start, he used to compliment all. her. He used to say how beautiful she So before they got married, he used to say how beautiful she is and everything like that. So is it now that he said that I went for you because of your personality? But now, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I went for you because of your personality. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, why do men do this? <laughs> because you know what? Now that you mentioned that scenario, I was on Instagram the other day and then there was another podcasters that were doing a dilemma mm-hmm. and there was um, a woman admitted that she was um, asking someone for advice and they said she said that my husband finally admitted that um admitting that i was ugly oh i think i saw that yeah like i've seen what is yeah. wrong with men like, i just don't understand like how can you say oh by the way i need to sit you down love like you know think you're a bit mingy a bit needy oh wow you know, Do you know what it, it's you know remember that question we talked about ages ago do men get married <laughs> <laughs> do men get married no. What was it again? Who do men marry? Do men, women do men marry the woman that they love, or do they marry because they're ready? 100%. What, how did I, I think I worded it differently? Yeah, no, time. no, you yeah. said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, does a man marry a woman because he loves her, or does he marry a woman because he's ready? When he's ready, hundred percent. I think this is a perfect example. I think there's only a few men that marry out of love. Um, you know, when they're, you know, even if they're not ready in life, but majority of men marry when they're ready. Mm. Um, and I've seen it like, and I don't know what it is, but I think at age 33, 34, if a man is successful and he's not married, he just marries the woman that is available at that time. Yeah. Who takes the majority ready. of his boxes, yeah. regardless of whether or not he's, you know, whatever. Exactly. And it's, it's really frustrating because what ends up happening is then once they're married and that kind of like, the honeymoon period is over. They start lamenting over their ex. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happens. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's just a very small portion of men that marry out of love if they're young. Yeah, um, either that or because, like, you know, the society is very hypersexualized now that people just get married because they want to do everything the halal way. Yeah, and then they don't think straight or sometimes, or sometimes you know, alhamdulillah, there is a lot of good relationship as well. Yeah, but I think because of society, so it's not how it was back in the days. Yeah. Um, and I think... Um, but I feel like the majority throughout civilization, men have generally married when they're ready. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that personally. I don't, but... Because I think right now, because of because of like the media and like the, t- you know, we see all these love stories and whatever. And we think, oh, that's how marriage should be. But actually, in like, if you go back in time, everyone used to marry because of they were ready. It wasn't because anything to do with love. And then they fall in love. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think what becomes the problem is, for example, this guy, this is my theory. This might not be the case at all, but it sounds like he was in love with his ex. It didn't work out. Then he went for a girl girl who's the complete opposite of his ex, like a rebound. Yeah. And because he thought, oh yes, I'm ready to get married. He married her and then realized when he married her that actually she's not, she's nothing like what he's attracted to. 100%. Remember that uh, there was a story when we were at uni. Well, it wasn't a story, it's real life. Um, but like, uh, that guy that married, um, he was pursuing a girl and he's keep pursuing her. And then she was just like, you know what? Cause he's just pursuing me all the time. Let me just get married to him. Mm-hmm. And she got married to him, um, because he was eager. He was consistent. Oh God. Yeah. yeah drum uh-huh. that. Yeah, that, that was a time where Finish we stayed. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so he ended up, she ended up marrying him cause she's like, oh, he's consistent. And then they got married and then three months went past and you know, they didn't consummate the marriage. Yeah. 
And she was thinking, is it me? You know, she'd start being insecure. And then at some point he was like, I think you need to go back to your mum's house sort of thing because, you know, you're not kind of working out. So she was really confused. And then she went back home. And then he literally sent the divorce certificate within a week, two weeks while she was at her mum's house. Um, And then when she asked him, like, I don't understand, you pursued me, you were so consistent, why did you do that? He goes, because, like, my ex did that. You know, I couldn't get over my ex. And I thought, she got married, she had kids. Maybe if I get married, I will get get over her as well. Um, And that wasn't the case. Like, he got married and he said, I've married you. And then I was still thinking about my ex. And, yeah, it's just, imagine, like, I just find it really strange. Like, I don't know how men can put their feelings aside. Like, I've seen men do things that they really don't want to do, be able to put their feelings aside, and then later on, like, you find out and it hurts so much when you find out the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's just really, really sad because it's just like, you thought, oh, my ex moved on. She's got, she's happily married. Maybe if I do that. And you were there. Doesn't that spike like a new fear? It's like, you know what's called new fear unlocked? 100%. Because, you know, like, now when I'm dating, it's like, okay, if the guy is consistent... He is ready for marriage. Mm. But just because a guy is consistent does not mean he's ready for marriage or he wants you. But what would, so for example, would you be offended if you married a guy? Yeah. And then you found out that he married you because he was ready rather than because he loved you. Well, it depends how he is in the marriage. Okay. Let's say, for example, you guys are happy. Then and then you ask that question. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, because I feel like, you know, before marriage, it's lust anyway. Yeah. Um, and once you're married and you get to know each other and he actually genuinely likes you after he, you know, he knows your flaws, you live with each other now, like, and he likes you for who you are. I prefer that. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, this is why you hear people who've been in a relationship for so long and then they get married and they break up within mm. a year. So I actually, that's why I'm saying, I don't think there's anything wrong with a man marrying because he's ready. In fact, I actually think that's a lot better because... The opposite of that, you hear men who are married, they're so in love with a girl, but they don't want to marry them. And I find, and I find that even more odd. I find that worse. Which one? You know, the one where you get men who they've been in a relationship for like 10 years. They Mm. really love the girl, but for some reason they don't want to marry her or they don't Mm. want to get married yet because they don't feel it's time. I find that even a more frustrating situation to be in than actually the other way around. But that doesn't really happen to like Muslims. Like, honey, we dated to get married. No, they do it in a different way. So for example, they might not like be consummate the marriage or whatever. You see people who they're getting to know a guy and it's been like, you know, they want to push it forward. Are you talking about the talking stage? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about, like, I'm (laughs) talking about in general. So the opposite of that. So you've got on one hand, you've got the guy who is not in love but he wants to get married. Do you know what I mean? So he's, he marries the girl who ticks all his boxes. He's not necessarily in love with her. And, you know, he marries her. So that's one situation. Mm. The opposite of that, you've got a guy who he really loves a girl, right? Let's say, let's say we'll make this Muslim, Muslimified, okay? So let's say they're on the talking stages. Mm-hmm. They really like each other. They've been talking to each other. They've been meeting up. They've been whatever for like over a year. Yeah, which yeah. for Mus- Muslims, that's a very long time. Do mm. you know what I mean? We don't do like the prolonged dating stage. So for us, that's equivalent to, to like non-Muslims five years, isn't it mm. really, mm. right? So let's say, for example, there's no reason for them not to get married. There's no reason for them to bring, not bring it forward to their parents. I found that situation much more frustrating. 100%, yeah. yeah. I, I believe, you know, men, they know who they want to get married to. So 100%. when you go on a date, like I have that rule, you know, three dates and you meet my mom. Yeah. Because a man knows when he 
if he wants to marry a woman. I agree. Because what he looks, he looks at looks first, uh, right? So when he sees, he's like, mm, yeah, I like her. Well, evidently this guy didn't, but anyway. Continue. Yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, do we gel? Do we get along? Mm-hmm. That's fine. So if a guy is prolonging it, prolonging the talking stage, he's just looking out. Uh, he's still talking to other girls, 100%. You think so? Uh, 100%. I just feel like sometimes men need a counsellor. And they yeah. use you as a counselor. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Someone oh. to sit and talk to, someone to pass time, someone to give them the problems. They might love you. I, I don't deny that. I don't know mm. what's in their heart. They might love you, but they might realize, hang on, I can't marry this girl because she's not going to fit into my family. I can't marry this girl because of this and this and this problem. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I just feel like for me, that's why I say, I don't think it's a bad thing if a man is not necessarily in love with you when he first marries you. Mm. You know, it depends on what happens after are they attracted to you? I think is more important than are they in love with you? Because why? How can you be in love we with can't you? Be you love. Know that's you know, that's quite scary. Like what, if the a guy, guy's in love with you, the guy said, "Yeah, to me, like, oh, like, while we're dating, especially early on, if he says I love you, that's a red flag." <laughs> I'm sorry, love, lo- love who? <laughs> like, no. Have no. you seen me wake up in the morning? No, exactly. <laughs> that is, if a guy wakes up to me and sees my line mane, right? Yeah. And my meerkat dark circles. Yeah. Then, and he says, I love you. He's like, I love you too, man. With your bad breath. Yeah. Like, but we're on a date. I'm on a date. It took me two hours to get ready. And he tells me, I love you. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't believe that. But it's like that. You know, um, there was this, uh, I think it was a Christian guy. He made a video about, because he was he was saying about talking sages about, you know, if it's one year, it's too long. Yeah. And like, you should do it within a couple of months. And I agree with that. 100%. Because he goes, when you're buying a car, how many times do you go to the showroom? To test it out, yeah. Yeah, you only go once or twice. Mm-hmm. Because, and if you really want that car, you go once. Yeah. Because you know, I want that car. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. But definitely. if you keep going back to the showroom to look at the car and keep asking questions, if it's like coming three, four times, the guy, the dealer's going to be like, okay, you, you're not really interested in this yeah, car. Yeah, you're not serious. You're not serious. Yeah. And likewise with a house, you know, if you're looking at a house, you know, three, four times when you go back, you're like, okay, I like this house, you know? Um, it's different if you don't have the money for the house yeah. because then you will communicate that and say, I love the house, but I don't have the means. Yeah. You know, and you can work on that. Yeah. But if a guy's keep coming back, you know, and forth. back and forth and you know, you're spending a whole year talking to this guy and he's not making any commitments, yeah. that's a red flag. 100%. And this is, this is a non-Muslim saying that. Yeah. So why is us Muslims... We know we're better. Like, yeah, we're still on the talking stage. Yeah. What do you mean you're still on the talking stage? <laughs> No, three dates and then, Make then decision. yeah, because you know. And what I feel like it's true what you said. Guys, general ge- guys in general, when they want something, they have this laser focus that us women don't have. In general, when a man wants a woman, he will, he loves the challenge. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He loves the challenge. He wants to be, you know, the the hunter. He wants to be the pursuer. And this is something that's been going on for years and years and years. No matter what everyone says, the Gen Z or whatever kind of thing. Oh no, it's different. It's different you've just complicated the situation mm. and i think this is why we have a we have a generation of men who are so lax and they're so like you know they're not they're not hunting anymore because we've kind of confused them yeah 100 percent. there's a lot of girls that would like you know um dm the guy or chase the guy and it's like why am i going to do so much effort chasing this one who's trying to yeah act like she's whatever yeah when i've got like five other girls on my on my, on my yeah, 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 yeah. DM. yeah there's a difference between you you know initiating here and there 
But if you're constantly the person who is initiating to a man, and I've spoken to men about this, yeah. they don't see you as a priority anymore. Mm, yeah. So I feel like sometimes you can initiate it because sometimes us women, we're very difficult to approach. You know, mm. like I spoke to other guys and, you know, how's it approaching hijabi? They're like, it's terrifying mm. because we get called flamingo legs. You what? Know? Yeah, flamingo legs. We what get does that mean? Like really skinny, you know, like fl- flamingo yeah, yeah. Like, like a, oh, you mean guy, women describe? Yeah, women? like imagine like a guy coming up to a hijabi, a bunch of hijabi, like Once that is talk, scary. Yeah, or like just asking is. for her number. Do you get what I mean? I find it is very, very hard. If I was a guy, yeah. I don't know how I would approach hijabi. Like I really That's don't. That's why inboxing. So people. yeah, but even then, it's a bit scary because you're thinking, I'm gonna DM her. Is she gonna show her group chat? And is the leader gonna decide? Whether oh, she the hundred percent. Are they gonna have like a mashwara, like a MDT meeting? Yeah, probably will. They probably will, you know yeah. before like I get a tick. Like so, as- you know what though? I get, I, I see what you're saying, but in terms of what I was talking about, I wasn't talking about just you do the first initial yeah. thingy. It's about if you're constantly the person 100%. who is initiating, 100%. you're constantly the person who's like, let's go out, let's meet up, let's do this, let's do that. Yeah. Anyway, we need to, we need to actually like discuss this dilemma. <laughs> like this is what happens, guys. We oh, just start God. talking and we end up talking about ten million things. But basically, what do you think she should do? Do you think there's any redemption here? Can she save this relationship? Is it over? What, so did he tell her that she's ugly? He didn't say she's ugly, but he was saying, basically, me summarizing this, it's obvious that he's expressed to her that he's not her type. He would like to consider another wife. Okay. That's what he's insinuating. He mm. might not have asked. Even though they discussed this prior, to, that she said that a second wife is a no-go. Okay. What, he so described so himself he as greedy. No, he doesn't say okay. he wants a second wife, but it's insinuated that. Because Fine. He's saying that he's greedy. And she said she hasn't changed. She says she hasn't changed at all. She's exactly the same. Mm. And it's been one year. It's been a year. She mm. hasn't got any kids. No kids. Run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Oh my God. Because if he's not attracted to her now, there's, what's going to happen after no, she if, gives birth? You know what, honestly, if you, if you know a woman, if a guy's ugly, she'll rub his bald head. You know, <laughs> she will stroke his flamingo legs. You know? <laughs> She will kiss that, you know, gap teeth, you know, or the little paperclip lips. You know, a woman will do that. But a man, you know, if you if you take off your extension that one day or like you don't have your makeup on, like, do you get what I mean? It's it's not the same. A man looks at beauty and he's not attracted Sorry, to you. Just, oh, you know, I'm going to go on a divergent again, but you reminded me of this film I really, really want to watch. Is it, is it Korean? Because I'm not watching it. No, no, no. It's, it's eight hours. English, I'm not I think watching, you will like, like it. It's something about Mrs. Mrs. Mabel or something like that. Something Mrs. Mabel. Like I haven't watched it. But oh, you haven't watched it. How you, how you... No, no, because you just mentioned something okay, that I saw on. and I was like, this is what's made me want to watch it. So it's about this woman who basically like, she, it was back in the 1960s and stuff and she was married to a guy and every single day she would make sure that he sees her in full-on makeup. Like, she would wake up at, like, ridiculous hours to put on makeup just to make sure that when he wakes up, she's fully done, fully done up, so he can't see what she actually looks like with that makeup on. Wow. He still then, cheated, though. Oh No, but that reminds me, remember when we were at uni? What, what happened in uni? Remember um, that when we were in the library, we were meant to be revising... And someone came in and disturbed us. Uh, well, didn't disturb, gave us the goss. But um, there was a girl that um, she always has full makeup when she's going out with her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and then one time he took her out to a hotel and she obviously went to the bathroom, brushed her teeth, took her makeup off. And she snuggled, you know, spooned him. And she, he looked at her and was like, no, no, 
go like you can't what are you doing like go, why do I not remember this what? how can you not remember this and then he's like no no can you please put your makeup on like oh my uh, god like what is this like, I can't see you like this and then she had to bless her get out from bed put her makeup on and she went back into bed and he goes you have to wear makeup all the time and not only that no don't shake your head that's not even the worst um what he said um one time he's like oh I don't like your teeth huh so she's like oh why and then he was just like it's too crooked so she went and got braces Invisalign yep there's a girl from uni Invisalign's expensive yeah um she was a non- she was a non-muslim but um yeah, so she went to go and get braces. I think um, I braces. remember this conversation. Come on, yeah, it was yes, in the library. No, I do remember And oh um, basically, so she used to wear full makeup. She got braces, teeth on point, and then he cheated. Yeah, that's the thing that they always do in the end. And I think this is the thing. I feel like one of the biggest red flags, and I think we should definitely do an episode on red flags. Yeah, oh, 100%. One of the things I've noticed is that when a man, he, a man will try, will test you slightly. He will test how much disrespect that you will tolerate. It looks like we hate men, by the way. No, we really don't. We're, we're literally we're gonna, like... We're going to different scenarios. Some, some of them will be men, men involved and stuff like that. But And, and women, we have, our, we have our role to We have to. issues as well. But in this particular topic, one thing I've noticed, especially in a relationship, a man will test how much he can disrespect you. Not all men, but a lot of men will. And especially when you see little tiny subtle. signs of disrespect. It's so subtle. In a talking stage, yeah, subtle. You need to recognize that. Because at the beginning, they'll always love bomb you. They'll always tell you you're beautiful. They'll always tell you that the second a man, the second you take his request, if a man says to you, for example, this one, oh, you've got crooked teeth, you should have put him in his place straight away. And he will know that he can't get away with that. And I hate men who are pickety on looks. I can't, I can't deal with men like that. I really yeah. can't. Yeah, because you're just going to live a life of pure insecurity and like listen ladies like after you have a kid like your body's going to change and if he's picking on you before imagine yeah he's going to you're on, on point more. flat yeah. stomach you know like if no stretch marks no stretch like marks that. yeah and then and you, you, when you're pregnant you don't know how the hell you're going to look like yes yeah. you see that hideous oh the God. pregnancy yeah. nose thing like you know what alhamdulillah i got lucky i didn't get the pregnancy yeah. nose because and hair loss Oh yeah, hair loss after. Like, can you imagine? You just can't deal with that. There's so much into life that you have to deal with. That's the last thing you want to deal with mm, as well. 100%. No, if a guy even picks on any of your locks or run. Yeah, no, definitely. Literally. No. Okay, we need to move on. What was the what was the scenario you had? Okay, so I'm part of the class 2020 that got married during lockdown. At first, I thought it was a flex, but I regret my decision now that restrictions have been lifted. I'm so bored of my husband and I got married when the whole world sw- shut down. So I thought at least I would enjoy it married. It was hell. I got bored of my husband after a few months in. Now I see all my single friends flying out on holidays, moving in together, getting wined and down by ballers, whilst I'm stuck at home with a nine-month-old baby and an annoying husband. He never barfs. His hair's always messy. And he never thinks of it. <laughs> And he never thinks of anything fun to do together. He just plays his game all day. He's more like my little brother. How do I get over this feeling of being trapped in my own home? Looking back, I definitely didn't get married for the right decisions. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say to her. That's awful. So he doesn't treat her badly. He's just poor hygiene, lack of effort. It's just a baby, basically. She married a baby. But you know what? I'm not going to lie, I've come across a lot of people who got married in lockdown. Like, I don't know what happened during lockdown, but everyone's like, I need to get married. No one wanted to be I alone. I need to get married. Oh, no, it's You're just stuck like, at home by yourself. Like, come on. That makes you feel even lonelier. Like, so many more people are more lonelier than ever. I know, but firstly, what, my first question is, how the hell did they find people? <laughs> Literally, like, in lockdown, dating was 
a non like like there's yeah there's nothing to do it's a desert yeah like I feel like lockdown really really had a big effect on like the singles yeah. because singletons because there was nothing you could do like what literally it's just FaceTime and yeah. that's it you can oh, go so out you can do anything dating, but yeah. these people getting married how Skype Nikas I've yeah, heard of how but like there's a lot like I think I'm not even gonna lie roughly five of my friends or five people that I know got divorced really? and they got they were the lockdown couple what was kind of like the main reasons why they got divorced I think firstly I think people rushed mm-hmm. because they thought I don't know that Qiyam was happening or something I don't know what they <laughs> thought that I'm gonna die don't wanna die as a virgin yeah um <laughs> honestly you know even that you know that's a fair fair point fair point fair point fair point you know like I need to find my guy but yeah so I think it was because of that um and secondly because you're in the same you're in a you know it's the same you're in the same location with the person like you're in the house I don't know maybe frustration because you can't leave to to go to work or Mm. so it was highlighted more definitely yeah yeah okay so and also sorry because I think men wanted to run away from the big wedding. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was the best investment. <laughs> yeah, just like I, I heard, need to get married. I, I need heard, to get married. I remember one of my, my mom told me one of her friends was like, "Oh, this is the perfect time to find a find a wife for the, for my for my son because then we don't need to pay for a wedding. We don't need to invite all these annoying in like yeah, yeah. family members." And it's so true. That's so, so true. true. And it was like intimate. Like and you know nowadays because you know we after lockdown all that now people are having a lot more intimate weddings. Yeah. And it's so much better. And I think ever since, yeah, ever since lockdown. So I think the reason why people got married a lot in lockdown is like, I don't need to invite so-and-so. Yeah. I can have my intimate thing. And guys are like, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. You know, everything was done, bam, bam. Within like a couple of And you know what I think as well is because the people who got, so in this situation, for example, the lack of effort is because um, like getting married during lockdown, they didn't have to wine and dine you. So they got used to that. Mm. And I think... The, the way you set your premise of your marriage at the beginning is how it's going to continue. So if you, this is another thing. So, so, so diverging on this slightly, but it's still linked. Um, someone was saying, I don't know who, this is the thing. I watch so many things and I see so many things. And I never remember where I get anything. So I'm really bad at referencing where I got stuff from. So you guys are just going to have to be patient. But there was this thing I saw, right? Um, which was basically saying how men prefer women who are actually high maintenance because what? They, yeah i know it was controversial what is this bef- what talking sage yeah because oh, i understand talking stage. Yeah. They're, not, they're not paying for the nails yeah no yeah exactly so as in like when you're kind of in dating stages because like they the, the woman they found who's too like understanding who's too like this and this and that right they get bored really quickly whereas the woman who they have to kind of do a lot to impress right they're more likely to kind of feel interested and engaged so I think what happened here because he didn't have to put that much effort in at the beginning you know because their relationship is going to deteriorate anyway generally like the effort level is going to deteriorate anyway so he already started at like 20% effort than how much he would have done had it not been locked down he would have had to impress her way more before yeah yeah, right yeah so now he's used to that standard he's used to not having to do much and he Mm. there's nothing pushing him to because you're more likely to do more at the beginning than you are to start doing things later yeah. on. And also, I feel like the person seems like she's early 20s. Really? Because oh, of the yeah. way she's like, oh, my friends are going on holiday, my friends are... Not saying that, you know, married people don't do that, older people don't do that, but, like, you don't... When you get older, you don't care about 
Yeah, because I've traveled. You've done, done so. I've yeah, done yeah. so so many stuff in my life that now, if I was to get married, like if, if I heard that someone's gone to, I don't know, wherever South America, I don't, you know, don't been traveling. I don't care. I've done it. Yeah. Do you go? I'm happy to stay at home until I've done everything that I needed to do. Yeah. Whereas when you're little, you're younger, you're like, no, I want to explore the like world. I want to yeah. live with my friends. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I don't know. I'm thinking if she was much older, she wouldn't look at things like that. No, I agree. Definitely agree. Because you wouldn't, like, right now, I wouldn't Does care. it say her age at all? No, it doesn't there. say age. But, but you can tell, like, like you know, whining 20s. and dining by ballers. They always say comparison is the thief of joy, and it's so true. 100%. She's sitting there, she's looking at her husband who's, what is he, balding or something? What is he doing? He's not, dirty, not bad bold. hygiene. Why are we hating on bald men? I don't hate bald men. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 It's because it's because I mentioned it and you were like, was it like baldy men? It's just I know. Oh my what god! What did you say? Poor height. He doesn't wash his seat. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, his hair is always messy. Okay. And he never thinks of anything we want to do together. He and what about his hygiene? I said there's something about not brushing his teeth. Oh, he never baths. Yeah. Oh man, no, that's such an ick. No. That's a huge ick. She's disgusted by him. I'm so sorry, right? This is why, like, in the it's sunnah to maintain yourself for your wife, isn't 100%, it? Yeah. I really like. Oh God, what can she do though? What's the advice? I think she needs to give him. She needs to tell him first of all. I don't know if yeah. she's told him or not. And I she needs to set some standards. Communication is uh, key. Like, you know, did she mention do- that she's doing anything? Is she initiating anything? Is she wanted to go out anyway? She's is she doing yeah. any of that? And you know, what? I'm so sorry. In relationship, there is going to be one person that's always going to be planning something, and there's going to be someone that's going to be a bit lax. Yeah. Because I can imagine I will be the lax person in a relationship. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a good, like, like a bad or good thing. I'm just, that's who I am. Like even as a friendship, in a friendship group, I'm more of a, yeah, I care, don't mind. Yeah, yeah I care, don't mind. I'm more of like that. And then there is someone who's more of a planner. More of a planner. And I appreciate that person. Yeah. You know, in that group. Because I'm like, oh, okay, they're planning. And I think the, pers- the other person will be thinking, oh, I'm glad that that person is not stubborn and they just go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. So I think... You know, you need to work out who's what in a relationship. I agree, and I think I think, like I said, you need to you need to think about like in a marriage, you need to you need to work as a team, yeah. right? And in a team, in general, not everyone can do the same job. People have different strengths and different weaknesses. So, yeah. for example, I'm better at planning that things in general yeah, in my marriage. I'm are. better at planning things and better at organizing things. I like that a bit generally anyway with friendship yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm like that in general. Like even my family, like I'm always the person who initiates, like who'll be like initiating things to do, yeah. right? And, you know, and my husband's like, he's the receptive one, but he once you tell him, oh, let's do this. Yes, let's do it. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if I don't say anything, he it, it doesn't occur to him to do it. And yeah. I don't think there's anything, like I had to kind of deal with that at the beginning and it used to annoy me. But then I realized, hang on a second. Like, it's not like he's saying, no, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. So has this person tried to speak to, to you know if anyone's in a similar situation have you tried to initiate anything 100%, maybe they just 100%. have that personality where they're not that laid back yeah. it would be one thing if for example he was initiating things with his friends mm. but with you he doesn't want to do anything he looks he's just playing games all day so which, he, which means he's not going out yeah. so, but yeah I'm exactly like you like in my family I'm always planning things I'm always doing things so when it comes to friendships or like relationships I step back and I'd rather but then if you had a partner who wasn't initiator, it would be unfair to yeah. then, you know, but then to be honest, if he's not an initi- initiator anyway, um, he's not, he's not going to care. But like, mm. my point is, is that maybe you take on that role. Maybe you mentioned to him, like, you know, I really like it when you initiate or can you take charge of this? Give yeah, him you need to, to communicate. You need to yeah. tell. But yeah, so but I would prefer a person to do initiate. that because I'm a bit lax and I don't mind taking the back seat. 
I I like because... I like having um what's it called both because I'm quite like not fussy but I'm a bit of a perfectionist that's what I'm saying with you I like like even in our friendship I prefer you to do things because you're more particular yeah I am and you're very I don't know you've got a bit of OCD when it comes to certain things so because of that I like it when you take when charge. I take charge yeah and I don't mind unless I really don't want to do it I'll yeah. be like no I'm not doing it yeah um, but it works for me. Like I, I generally will delegate if I can't do something. Yeah. Um, and there's certain things I'm, I'm actually really good at. I'm good at getting discounts. I'm good at like finding the best price. I'm really good at traveling and, and, you know, finding the best hotel and this mm. and this and that. And I'm obsessed with reading reviews and whatever kind of thing. So even if, if my partner was to organize something, I know in the end, I always go back and yeah, double check anyway. So then it's a waste of time. Yeah, so I'll, that's what I'm saying. It. It'll be yeah. difficult. Like, so if I was planning stuff with you, I would, tell you to first yeah look because allow me looking for like four hours yeah. sitting there and, and then, then after you're like nah yeah, like we're not sh- going there and it's just like oh yeah person. what's the point yeah no do you go know I mean whereas if you choose and i'll be like oh okay no yeah no yeah yeah so i think um, in terms of like for this particular situation with regards to the whole kind of like oh we don't go out we don't do this we don't want maybe start, start initiating and maybe once you start initiating going out and doing stuff and he starts enjoying himself and you build your relationship that way you make your relationship exciting it takes two you can't just sit back and just be like oh he's not doing this he's not doing that he's not doing like you can't do that anymore you maybe you can do that in the dating stages but mm. once you get married you have to then everyone has to put in it. effort no, 100%. It's, no, it's no longer just he has to keep chasing me no no, 100%. no. you have to also put and in effort too also i feel like the thing that you mentioned earlier about strength and weaknesses don't attack your partner with his weaknesses so like he comes like similar with me like my weaknesses is that I'm always late Mm. I've even came into this world late I was two weeks late right the doctor was sick and tired of me right so I blame it on my mom firstly but you know I was always late so that is my weakness you know I struggle with time management so if someone always picks on it it will, it will frustrate me because I'm like, okay, I know that's my weakness. I know I need to work on it. But it's something like I'm 33. It's something that's been ongoing and something that I'm, you know, struggling yeah. with. Yeah. And likewise, I can imagine as a partner, like if you keep picking on his weaknesses. He's no, not I, gonna... I, I agree with you. I agree with you 90%, but there's a 10% where you have to see it from the other side. If your weakness is someone else's like biggest... Oh, pet peeve. Like, oh, 100%. Peeve. Yeah. So for example, someone who's always on time, who's always... Oh, yeah, 100%. They, there's going to have to be a negotiating... For, there's going to have to be some kind of compromise of some sort. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I no, mean? No, 100%. So I... for example, he ha- the person would have to be a bit smarter. They'll realize, okay, you're always late. So what we're going to do is I'm going to keep giving you the wrong time so that by the time we arrive there, then we're at least just 10 minutes late instead of an hour late. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, mentioning your pet peeves is so important. Like the other day I was just having breakfast with one of my friends and um we we're just talking about pet peeves. why was i not invited uh, oh, <laughs> just oh, yeah, oh God. Uh, yeah and you know um, when we were talking about pet peeves it's not something you normally talk about with your friends unless yeah. you become like i don't know like you just don't but we were start talking and she was talking about how she really cannot stand people that are late mm. and she was literally so passionate that I, it scared me and choking i was like your food yeah i was literally choking my food and i was thinking oh my god like maris like were you late to the breakfast because yeah. you know because he gets so scared but now that i know how passionate she is best you believe i will not be late and i'll make sure that if i do go brunch with her it will be like 12 one o'clock yeah the time that i know manage, yeah. that even if i oversleep like i could still make it yeah um but you know so if you tell each other what's your pet peeves 
the person can respect that and will know like okay no even though my weakness is being late I know because there's certain people like with you late doesn't really bother you no like I try like this so many times she's like come come at one and I just stroll it in with my lunch and I go through Tesco and I make my weekly shop and then I come in I know she's not I don't care. Pissed off. Whereas unless, I know- there's, unless there's something, if I say to you, you have to be here at this time, then usually it means there's something really, important. really, that, really that's important. Why, yeah. Usually I don't care about timing at all. Yeah, but that's not like that's not like your pet peeve. It's not my pet peeve. Yeah. No. Whereas I, there's other certain friends that are like that's their pet, that's peeve, their pet peeve, and for yeah. them that's when I'm like, no, I can't because that's their actual yeah, pet peeve. Yeah, it's actually going to ruin their day. Yeah, and it's going to ruin really friendship upset. as well. Yeah, it's because with that friend, she said there have been there have been you know friendships that have been affected because of timing timing because they don't respect my time and I never saw it like that I was like wow okay like wow she's really yeah, passionate yeah because people get really you know, like, like get really they feel disrespected yeah like, like you that. disrespect me and I was like whoa okay wow all right Maris like really you need to sort yourself out yeah um and I think the hygiene thing come on man like that's just disgusting I'm sorry I would call him out on that yeah. I would I would absolutely you need to be very honest you need to be very upfront say to him you know what I these are the things that I want in our relationship. These are the things I want us to work on. Is there anything that you want me to work on? Communication is key here. You know, hygiene is such a... Um, it's my pet peeve. Oh, is, is your pet peeve? Yeah. Hygiene is my biggest but pet peeve. But you know what? It's so hard to bring that up to a person. No, I can bring it up. Oh easy. my God. No. Like, <laughs> I have I've, no shame. I yeah. literally will tell you straight to your uh, face. I don't know. I, I struggle. Do I struggle. Really? Like, it's like, how do you tell a person that you stink? Like without, do you know what? I'm really cutthroat, and I think I think it's because the people around me are used to my personality. Yeah, she's really, really. I'm really. I will not lie blunt. to you. I will tell you exactly what's going on. You always know where you stand with me, right? And I think for me, it's because people know my personality. They're less likely to be offended by what I say. But I feel like people like you, who are a bit more polite, who are a bit more whatever. Yeah. It's when you say it, it sounds a lot worse than if I said it. Yeah. Like if I said to someone, "Oh, I think you need to go have a shower," right? Wow. They will just like think that. that I'm just being my typical rude self right whereas if you said it it'll be like oh my god they'll hold it against you for decades yeah i don't know i don't know how because uh, i remember i was friends with a girl like for a very long time and people used to say so many stuff about her teeth and you never like she her. had really bad caries like i struggled like you i struggled tell her. no i think i did tell her but like i had to literally like okay today is the day that i'm gonna tell her she has caries like, why do I have to tell you? The caries is looking at you in the mirror when you brush your teeth. I would have just been like, oh, there's something on your teeth. That's what I would have said. I was like, oh, I think you've got something. No, I, I, I like, said that. Like, no. Oh, like, this, 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 you this. know what? I, I went around the bushes. I said things like that. It was just, it just this is didn't. Why, this is why the going around bushes doesn't work for me. For me, I'll take you it's straight just, up. What, that you have caries? Yeah. I probably would. Yeah, it was just really bad. How many times have you, if there's something, I'll be like, no, this doesn't look right. Or like, oh, no, you do. When, you, when, you've, when someone's done their makeup, they're going for a wedding and I'm like, no, this doesn't look right on you, change it. Like, because for me, the way I see it is, and I think, like I said, I get away with it because people, the people who know me know who, what I'm like anyway. And I've noticed when I meet new people, maybe this is why I can't bother to make new friends. They're a bit like put off by me because they find my, like, they get really kind of surprised at how blunt I am mm. as a person. But I feel like I actually prefer being blunt and I prefer people being, the thing is, I can take the bluntness back. You know, some people who are really blunt with others, but mm. if you say anything to them, it's like, whoa. Whereas for me, me, it's kind of like, you, I can take it like mm. if i have caries i would expect you to tell me like you know what i mean i just find it so when you know i think teeth is the worst oh 100 i think teeth like, is a big marker at least bio you could like spray the room and you know no, like my, no, bad, my sister no my sister absolutely hilarious 
um, like someone's feet stank and they were on her bed. And then she got the spray out and she started spraying the room. <laughs> She's like, oh, let's spray it. And she sprayed it directly at their feet. <laughs> it was just like... And then, you know, I don't even think the person even clocked, you They know? probably did it. Maybe that's why you need to have Yeah, it. she was so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think B.O. for me, I could I could tell the person. But I don't know, teeth, it's just, for me, it's, it's just really, like, It's definitely awkward. Yeah. It's definitely awkward. And I think it, it, if the person as well is really, really sensitive, it makes it so much more difficult. But I think my partner, 100%, I have, I'm really ruthless, especially with men. I don't care. You I'll know, tell them. I think the trick is, you know, if I ever, when I go on dates, I look at a man's nails yeah because you could tell a lot by a man's nails what if it's cut what if they cut their nails no no but you could tell like if they're nicely neatly cut you know that they have good hygiene i think for me it's teeth i look at their teeth i think the teeth would teeth someone's teeth oh teeth as well 100 percent teeth yeah yeah teeth but yeah so i think yeah nails and teeth okay when you're going on dates too so let's do the last scenario because we're going we're quite late now Mm -hmm. okay so title of this is my husband thinks i'm doing black magic on him oh god I, 22 female, and my husband, 24 male, got married last year. We've had ups and downs, as I've already posted on this thread. However, now he's accusing me of black magic. Every time we fight and I get angry, something bad happens to him. He either hurts himself, gets some bad <laughs> news, or breaks something. Good. Allah's on her side, man. <laughs> I know, <isn't> it? <laughs> the other day, we had a fight because he didn't want to spend time with me, but, I, but would rather go out with his cousin. I told him I feel neglected. But he didn't care. Next thing you know, he messed his tire up and scratched the entire alloys and took a chunk out of his tire despite being a good driver. Today we had a fight again because I asked him to spend time with me and my little one, who's three years old, but he instead went football with his cousin and hurt his... Un- his <laughs> and hurt his ankle. On previous occasion, we would fight and he'd received bad news from work-related things personal matters he now thinks that i'm cursing him or putting a spell on him i explained that allah answers the eyes of the people that wronged. <laughs> maybe it's a sign for you to actually be a husband to me but he dismissed it and told me to stop whatever i'm doing i'm not doing anything he's passion and i'm european so black magic isn't even a thing was she european yeah she's european isn't even a thing where i'm from I only learned about it a few years ago when I converted to Islam. But I fear Allah, I would never do sihr. But he doesn't listen to what I, to listen to me. What do I do? You need to tell I me. I love her. I know, mashallah. Only oh, right there. Mash- you know what? She reminds me of my mom, you know. My mom, like, I remember when my brothers used to go out. And mom's like, you're not going out. Don't go out. Don't go out. And he'd be like, you're not going out. And he'd take his bicycle. And then he'll have, like, he'll be riding down our road. And he'll get hit by a car. That's exactly it. And he'll come mom. back with his, like, bicycle, like, all broken in one, one hand. And mom's like, did I not tell Did I you? tell you? I, I think that's a mum power, yeah, to be honest mom. with you. Every time, mom, like my mum, whenever she told me not to do something, I just would never do it because I know it's just never going to work, work out. Work out, yeah, 100%. Even me, actually, when I tell my daughter not to do something, even though she's only three, something will always happen to her after. Like if I tell her, don't do this, and yeah. don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, then something bad will always happen. But this, I've never come across that a wife. That is hilarious. And I need to know what she's doing, what Raka she's doing, 100%. how many salas she's doing, what the ass she's making. <laughs> Does he not learn his lesson? Exactly. You scratched your car, like, boy, go home. Took a chunk out of his tire. Wow. I would be like well behaved. I like how he's like, can you stop doing what you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) My God. 
No, I'm sorry. That that's not a dilemma, honey. That is not that's a dilemma. A that's soup. Yeah, that's soup that's power. That's You know what? He can't leave. He if I was him, I would be scared to leave you. Imagine, would, imagine she divorced. Me? Yeah. My God. Can you imagine what would happen to him if you left? If you left her. God forbid. He run, get run over. The cheek of him, though, accusing her of black magic. I know. But you know what, though, I've heard some stories of black magic. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the period blood one? Yeah. Get the one who yeah. was the husband found out like he did a dilemma this is a dilemma about Sarah a, a man basically found out that his wife was feeding him like she would make meals with her period blood yes. and that's how he realised that she did was did not smell fishy I don't know maybe oh, I don't God. know man she must have used a lot of like some masala. seasoning masala paprika <laughs> cumin <laughs> He oh must have thought, God. oh God, this food tastes of so much turmeric, oh not realising that actually she's overpowering this one of people. Yeah, but so, you know, in a way, I kind of, um, I get his, uh, what's it called? It's so Dessert. common. It's no, so, it's so common. Com- that there's, there's, a, there's a so-called sheikh or whatever, mm. or whatever he is, and he does love potions. Like, he does love potions. Wow. And um, someone that I know, uh, their friend um, goes to him for love potions um, I love how they call it love potion. I know love potion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, and then he people. goes to a, like put a bit of drop of this into his food, and this is in London. Put a drop of this in his food, and you know it will calm him down, and he won't get angry, and he won't leave you. Why do women do this? You never hear a man going to get Sahara done for his, his wife to no, stay at home and love him. No, like what is this? I know. Come on, women. We need to do better. We what really is this do. nonsense? Like, if he's not loving you, Pack if, you your bags. if you feel like you're at a point where you need to do sihir for a man to love you, that's it. That's that a is a sign for you. It's not even a sign. Away. That's like. No, but one. I feel like some women, like, they need too much. Remember when there was a Turkish drama um, and it was so common in, like, eth- I don't know, it was common like in, like, ethnic minorities, especially, like, um, North African and East African. And they used to watch this Turkish drama and it's about these two couples and then. Um, the level of divorce went right up after that because the women were like, "You don't treat me like the man in the drama." Oh, this is the thing. I, I, like I can't remember what it was daydreams. called. But yeah, it's like, "How dare you? Look, he does this and he does that, and you can't even do this." I'm not gonna lie. Karasevda made you doubt your life. I can't remember, but Turkish dramas, the love Kore- ones. You know what? Korean dramas are you worse. You and your Korean dramas. Listen, yeah, <laughs> Korean dramas. Ten hours. Like they will literally. Turkish dramas are longer, by the way. Is it? Yeah, they're significantly longer. Like fifty something episodes for like a season. It's ridiculous. I I basically watch everything, but like like the Korean dramas will have you doubting your relationship. They'll have they'll put doubts in your head. I'm telling you. So I think we just need to you know get back to reality, ladies. And you know, like if you feeling that you have to resort to a love potion, like you know, in certain countries, like it's quite common for women to bring food to a man they fancy. Right, oh, they'll wow. bring food. Yeah, yeah, they'll bring food around, and then you know, you the, as the family who's receiving it, you just be getting loads of food every day. If your if your if your brother or your son is really attractive, like you don't need to pay. Cost of living crisis does not apply to you because oh, wow. every day women are going to b- be bringing food, try to impress them. Right. Wow. And um. Oh. And one of the things that you need to look out for is some of these women. They put Sarah in there so you can pick them. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's no, it's very, very He's fair in terms of what he's thinking. He's a bit ridiculous, but I can see if he's coming from an ethnic, certain ethnic minorities, it's quite common for women to do stuff like that. 100%. But I feel like he's kind of mistaken it a bit because if she had done Sihar, then he wouldn't even want to leave in the first place. Mm. He wouldn't be fighting her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy. So those are our dilemmas for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed and, you know, let us know if you want us to do more dilemmas. 
And I found out, guys, that you need to put reviews on our podcast. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to put reviews. I don't know if you, if whoever's using, you know, this podcast hasn't used a podcast before, but you need to rate it and put uh, likes on it. Uh, so I us. can actually say like, comment and share. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, comment and share, please, guys. You know, help us to keep motivated doing this because we are two people who uh, we lose interest very quickly. We really do. <laughs> but before we go, so I think... Um, so with the podcast, what we're going to do is, um, after each episode at the end, we're going to just do a small story time. Yeah. Should we do a story time? Sorry. I forgot. About yeah. That. I forgot so yeah. That. So we'll do like a little story time if we do have a story. So, um, so this one is very, very quick. Um, and I always apply it to myself, like my life as well. So there was this man who used to come home from work. He used to have like a really hard work and would come back really late to his house and before he goes to his house, he will go to the nearest tree and he will do like a little signal where he will put up an invisible cloak. And he will do this every time before he enters his home. Um, and he's he, he done this for many, many years. And in one time, his wife saw him doing this where he puts an invisible cloak onto the tree outside. So one day she questioned him and she said to him, like, you know, why do you always do that? Why do you do that with your hands before you come into the house? He goes, because every time when I come back from work, I'm full of stress and, you know, this happened at work and that happened at work. So when I come to the house, I go to the nearest tree and I put an invisible cloak up to, which will indicate like, you know, all my troubles at work. So I put that and hang it on the tree. So when I come inside the house, you know, you guys don't experience that because I don't think it's fair. And she actually smiled and she actually she witnessed that because, you know, her husband's a complete different person when he's at home. So I think that's important because, you know, there's times where, you know, we have issues at home and then we go to work. And, you know, if you're dealing with, you know, clients or patients or whatever, we lash out or and we shouldn't do that because it's not that person's fault. And likewise, when we go home from our work, sometimes we bring work home and it's not fair. So I think you know, in life, like when you come in home, you know, hang that invisible, you know, hang that cloak of problems outside and leave it outside and enter your home because it's not, it's not your wife or your children's fault that you had issues at home. Leave that outside. And likewise, when you're going to work, leave, you know, hang the cloak up before you go into work because your patients or your clients do not need that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, So. So yeah, just to cut, we'll, think we'll end here now. Yeah. It's been quite long, but yeah. So. Take care, guys. Like, comment, and share. Yeah, and share. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Until next time. Bye-bye.